Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Star Wars 7x7, episode 882. Today we have our first taste of the score from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, courtesy of Michael Giacono and Jimmy Fallon. Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And the Rogue One soundtrack has had its own share of drama, apart from all the other drama that surrounded Rogue One and the drummed-up drama to some degree, to a large degree, probably. But let's talk about the soundtrack. Let's talk about the score. So Alexander Desplat was supposed to be doing the soundtrack, the score for the movie, and he had to drop out ostensibly because of scheduling reasons. We don't know anything more than that. It is a closely guarded secret at this point. In fact, Michael Giacono had the chance to find out and said, you know what, maybe you can tell me all about it after it's over. So he watched the movie and talked to the Lucasfilm folks and he just got down to work. And in four and a half weeks, he had a score composed for Rogue One. Supposedly, that is a wicked short time in which to do it. And yeah, that's just the four and a half weeks of composing. Now, you got to talk about the recording, which takes additional amounts of time. And yet, and yet, here we are, two weeks away from the release of Rogue One. Man, you know, it's got to be locked at this point. I know there were interviews with the Rogue One cover story on Entertainment Weekly last week, where Gareth Edwards was reached while he was tweaking the final audio mix. And in fact, that's going to come up as something I want to mention to you today when you hear the stuff I'm going to play for you. But the point is, is that Felicity Jones was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday night. And in addition to showing off some of her bad mamma jamma kung fu moves, we also got to see a clip from Rogue One. This is not a trailer, this is not a commercial, this is not spliced scenes here and there, spliced dialogue here and there. This is an actual clip from Rogue One. Now, I know some of our listeners are entering shutdown mode on Rogue One if they haven't gotten there already. And if you're one of those folks, then good news, this clip is not really that revelatory per se. It's revelatory mostly in the sense that we actually have a clip of the Michael Giacchino score all the way running through an action scene. And for those of you who have seen the clip already, I have a feeling you haven't had it presented to you in quite this way. So here, without further ado, is just the audio of that Rogue One clip from The Tonight Show. This way. 
So I would love to hear what you thought of the music, and you can chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. For me, overwhelming relief, at least, as for a start. You know, granted, this is just <laughs> a few short seconds. It's not the entire score by any stretch of the imagination. It's possibly not some of the most important stuff of the score by any stretch of the imagination. However, it is definitely something that kind of takes the edge off for me, because... And I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is of Michael Giacchino's work in general or on that other franchise, Star Trek in specific. But I got to tell you, I like generally the stuff that he did with Star Trek. But that main title theme, the first time I heard it back in 2009, it sounded like it was the opening of a nightly news segment. In fact, I'm going to play it for you right here. This is just part of it. So you hear it, right? I mean, you know, maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But I totally hear every time it's like NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt or something like that. It just absolutely blasts like a loudspeaker in my brain every time I hear it. But more to the point about the Rogue One music clip. So it's got a great sense of energy about it. It feels like actual Star Wars music. And I don't mean that you know, sort of overarching like, oh gosh, is anybody else going to be able to write music that sounds like Star Wars? I mean A New Hope in specific. It reminded me a lot of music that we hear on the Death Star when Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie are on the run from the Stormtroopers. And unfortunately, that music I could not readily find on demand for you. For what it's worth, if it jogs your memory, it's a scene where they're running through the halls and you hear the Intercom saying, we think they may be splitting up. We think they're on levels five and six. It's the more propulsive music that you hear before that announcement, before then it goes quiet when it switches over to stuff happening with Obi-Wan Kenobi. The main difference with that and with the Rogue One music being that it seems more modern in a sense, I guess. It seems like there's a little bit more going on. Like the orchestra is definitely filled out a lot more and the pace is a lot quicker. Yeah, this is kind of tough for me to be honest with you because music analysis, not exactly my specialty per se. Maybe be able to pick up a couple of nuggets here and there, but mm, I think Star Wars Oxygen, the Rebel Force radio podcast with Jimmy Mack and David Collins is probably the absolute best authority on this sort of thing. Now, to go back to that thing I mentioned earlier about Gareth Edwards tweaking the audio mix, there's something in the Rogue One clip that isn't quite clear. It sounds like Jin yells out a question to Cassian, and Cassian gives a quick one-word response, but it is very difficult to tell what Jin is asking him. There it is. Yeah. Uh, maybe Jin saying something to the effect of are we up yet or something like that and Cassian's response seems to be clear seems to be a straight up no and then to end the clip we have one of those moments that who knows maybe this is something that was added in reshoots somehow or tweaked in reshoots or something where they needed the additional comic effect they needed to lighten the tone if you will this is right after Jin shoots an imperial security droid and much to her surprise, she is very lucky that she has not actually shot K2SO. Not that she's going to let K2SO know that it was just a matter of luck. Did you know that wasn't me? Of course. 
So whether he's playing the straight man or the comedian, it seems like a lot of the humor in this movie is going to be going through K2SO one way or the other. And one last note before we go to the break into trivia. It looks like Jin Erso has a bit of a bloody nose in this trailer. Certainly by the end of the clip she does. And I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, not in the, yeah, you know, hit a woman in the face and get her a bloody nose kind of way. You know what I mean. I mean in the fact that they're putting a strong woman in a fight situation. Yeah, she's going to take her lumps. And yet she's still going to kick butt. Which is, of course, the courtesy that should be afforded to every woman, just like it's afforded to every man who appears in a war movie. And someday we will all be so advanced that we won't even be talking about the fact that it's awesome to see that a woman is getting it and giving it just as good as a man does. And that right there is going to do it for today's podcast. I do have trivia for you on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia question for you. The power that we are dealing with here. Yeah, yeah. Power, schmauer. Never mind. Last time I asked you about Han trying to be helpful and Leia questioning when that's ever worked. And she says, and don't say blank. And I asked you what the blank was. It was, and don't say the Death Star. Today's question, why does Leia think that Han can get through to Ben when Luke wasn't able to do it? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you follow Obi-Wan on some idealistic crusade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a mind trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.